0: This is it. It all comes down to this week and a challenge to redo one of the losing podcasts from this season. By the end of this episode, we will crown a winner. Will it be Nikki or Will who wins it all? Find out right now on America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, a masterclass in podcasting that drank a mysterious potion in a mad scientist's lab and by night fights crime as a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbin. On the last episode, our contestants faced the ultimate interview challenge and our final three became our final two as Audi left the game. We're now down to just Nikki and Will and our last challenge, redoing one of the lowest-scoring podcasts from this season with the assistance of some of this season's previous contestants. Which show will they choose to redo, and how will they improve it? We'll find out later in the show. But before that, it was Monday night immediately following the judging from last week, and Nikki was ready to get to work on this final challenge. Eliza and Jen would eventually be joining her team for this final week, but... They weren't there yet. However, her third teammate, Audie, was there to help her get the ball rolling.
1: All right. What do you think?
2: You know what, what you're do you
1: doing and the- what
0: you're talking about a lot I more
1: do. than I do. So. <laughs> I'm so glad I got biology, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I kind of agree with you that the virus thing is more relevant and... I'm just afraid people are saturated with COVID and they don't want to hear about it anymore. But you may be right in that everyone is starting to kind of like be like, well, viruses, that's a thing we're all thinking about. So why not like learn about it in a chill way and about why viruses are actually kind of cool. Do you think doing two, two different kind of subjects is too much for 15 minutes?
2: I think we're better off focusing on one.
1: We could do viruses. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> cool too man they're cool and there's like this one experiment where they put little food for the mushrooms around a map and the mushrooms find the optimal way to get to the food and they use that to design train systems but i think you are right that doing two would be uh, a little overkill i don't know as as someone like if you were forced to listen to a sign let's say if you're listening to bobby's podcast which one of the two would you more be likely to click on because on the surface, they're both not interesting if, if you don't care about science.
3: Right. i probably lean towards mushrooms more because, like you said, we might be a little virus-fatigued.
1: Overloaded, yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we look for both and see if we can get more compelling arguments for one or the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to like, do like we used to do with the Bufan group and start some like cursory research and um, scripting, that would be awesome. Sure. That's about it. I just wanted to see if that sounded like something you'd listen to.
3: Yeah, I'm good with either one or whatever.
1: We'll do some research and see um, what feels right. I think it's going to be fun.
0: After a night to think it over, Nikki got to meet with a coaching team especially suited to give her advice in this final challenge. Amy Frost, first place winner from ANTP Season 1, and David Luzader, winner from Season 2, sat down with Nikki to give her advice on how they managed to win their final challenge.
1: So, hi, guys, give me all of your knowledge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and
4: here you go.
1: (laughs) Or do you want, like, the uh, short version of what I'm going to do? Let Let us know what you're doing real quick. All right, I got Breaking Biology, and I'm going to do viruses which are neither dead nor alive. And so we're going to do not really like a roundtable, but just one person talking about stuff and then maybe an expert coming in. I'm thinking of maybe a third voice. So like two people kind of chatting about this topic and then having the expert as a small light. So I think you've done a good job in picking
5: a topic um, that you obviously are both knowledgeable and enthusiastic about because that's going to take you yeah. a long way.
4: I think it's, it's great playing to your strengths. Um, also be aware of that. Be aware mm-hmm. that you are doing something that you know well and that you're very comfortable with. Um, because the more that you can kind of push your comfort level a little bit, the more that you can kind of think about outside the box of what you normally do, I think is going to go a long way in the finale, especially.
1: Did you guys use your team members to your advantage for this? So that was the hardest part
5: for me because I am very used to being the one that carries like I, I my other show I had a uh, a co-host with, but I did all of the heavy lifting. So letting other people do things um, was difficult. So for me like because mine was very scripted I had someone else write it you know all of us did research all of us edited the the actual text I did the recording Um, someone else did the audio editing and then we all sort of gave it a final pass and it was you know you've been with these people for this whole time so everybody has things that you know they're good at so make sure that that's what you have them doing
4: play to their strengths as much as you can and don't don't ever feel bad about like throwing some small stuff at them or just asking for their opinion on one thing. You know, that's what they're that's what they're there for. And also at the same time, remember that you are the leader and make sure that you are the one like taking control. If somebody is like, oh, hey, what do you think of this? And in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't think it really fits. I don't think it really like works with kind of my vision. It's OK to say no.
1: What about some general advice and thoughts about the final week? Since you guys had to go through the whole, whatever, 13 weeks then this was as well. I'd say make a show you're proud of.
5: You know, that's going to be the biggest thing. If at the end of the day, no matter what happens, after you turn it in, you say, that is a good show and I am proud that I made that show, then you did the right thing.
1: About this general concept, is this something that you would be interested to listening to? And if so, what do you expect to hear?
4: Zombie viruses? I mean, I,
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's actually r- okay. No, it's more just in general. Viruses yeah. are neither alive nor dead. That's interesting, biologically
4: yeah.
5: speaking. That's I mean, I think that I think it's especially topical right now. While everyone is an amateur virologist, I think that right. that's a good because call. I was for-
1: worried that that people might be just saturated with that kind of stuff. So I was. I was debating viruses or fungi, which are also cool. And Sad. you're also building off of like, you know, because because people have
5: absorbed some information yeah. through all this. And so you are able to sort of build off of that. You know what I mean? Like when you say, yeah. you know, phrases and things that people go, oh, I've heard that. Okay, this is that's what, what that I'm means. hoping. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's a good idea.
1: Any, uh, <laughs> I always ask any pitfalls that I might have.
4: Don't fall for the comfort. Don't just like be like yeah i i, I got this because i know this really well like push yourself question everything
5: yeah and i think so, running it running it past your teammates is going to be a good way to yeah. do that because they're not Absolutely. going to know the topic as well as you so it you know they're going to be us you know they're going to be every listener yes. you know make sure you get their feedback too.
0: Nikki was finally able to get her entire team together, Jen, Eliza, and Audie. They sat down and discussed the direction that Nikki wanted to go and how they could make it a winning submission
6: so
1: first of all how is everyone doing post loss of antp (laughs) is
7: it weird to be back that's a great way to start no i'm sorry (laughs) the week that i got booted it happened to be like a really busy week for me and it's been busy since so i'm not complaining you know it's been good and it's nice it's fun it's nice to be back so thank you for you know thinking to me nikki like it's great to kind of you know, finish my time here (laughs) and helping
1: you out. Seems like you had untapped potential and you needed to come back. So, (laughs) oh, well, thank you. (laughs) What is the tone you're going for? Because like, so it should be easy. It shouldn't, you shouldn't like read it and be like, oh, I don't know that word, but I'm not going to say anything. No, like literally, yeah. You're the audience.
7: Yeah, no, for sure. So like, you know, the protein capsid, for example, like I looked that up. I was like, oh, a capsid. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Capsid yeah. means shell, right? right? I think analogies would be really helpful for you. So like talking about how... Um, what was it there? I, I, I wrote a note in there on like how the way you describe a virus could be like a Trojan horse, right? Um, mm-hmm. So people can understand what that is or the Android, like using an Android um, uh, to explain a virus. I feel like there might be a better analogy because I feel like that like an Android has to kind of align with how you're ex- explaining. What was that? What was I going to say? If a virus is an exception to every rule, is an Android an exception to every rule, you know, so trying to make that comparison yeah. with something that. The average person can
1: understand. Like making it more human, uh definitely needs to happen. I was listening to the comments on like last like when they were judging these episodes and they say like it needs like a humanizing point, which we have to add. I'm gonna wanna add in there something like So
2: an Android is the exact opposite
1: of human. I mean an Android in the sense that like it's kind of not really alive. It's just like following orders. But the Trojan horse is another good idea. Yeah. I like that comparison.
7: Also, Um. maybe like a freeloader, like a freeloader just, you know, comes into your house, like rent free, uses all your stuff, (laughs) right? Like it could be something like that as well for talking about humanizing the virus.
3: I think, yeah, okay, you just got to humanize it more. I think the Android thing is the way to go. Android or freeloader? I like the freeloader idea.
7: The the Android is is kind of neither dead nor alive, right? Right. So what is the human version of something that's neither dead nor alive? Right.
2: Android. Yeah. <laughs> like android preloading android well, like i said earlier that's in great. The
3: chat like a terminator it's human on the outside but it's robotic on the inside and that's it's how like it It's like if through. the terminator
1: like yeah. came into your fridge and took all your beers and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not really sure about the format yet but here's what i had in mind so like the narrator more scientific and then the other person less scientific and they could be the ones making the analogy so like I don't know, this could fall flat, but I'd be like, oh, so viruses, virus is this or this. And then the other person's like, oh, wait, so do you mean it's kind of like the Terminator? Um, does it have to be the topic on is it dead or alive? Or could it be more
7: no. about is the virus good or bad? You know, Ooh, because we could, make it, we could be like, well, maybe it's that's bad better. because it's like a freeloader, right? Nope. And it's like, no, it's good because it helps with agriculture. You know, it could be maybe like a, a debate between two people talking about if a
1: virus is good or bad. That's interesting.
7: Make it a debate I,
3: but like informal talking over coffee informal. kind of
1: debate that would be hard to make it feel natural it has to be like well scripted but i think we could do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, um, and it's is- like we want to make this an
7: interesting conversation because if we if you make it very neutral then it, it doesn't i don't think it makes it interesting right. right like we have right. to have like even just something like a debate to be like is it good or bad it's like that's a good and question we want the listener
1: to take a side yeah. and maybe start yeah. out with the side like obviously viruses are terrible and end yeah. up being like oh actually they're pretty good and they're not that terrible have the first person just being super stubborn, and being like, "Listen, viruses are horrible. They ruined my 2020." And the other person is convincing them slowly, right. like, "Actually, yes, yeah." Bad. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, yeah. actually, what is a virus?
7: Nikki, you sure you don't want to be like um, the little virus that could in outer space? We'll just put some cool <laughs> sound so... effects. Just I was kidding. like, "What <laughs> if
1: I'm the virus, guys?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, who wants to do the other
7: voice? We can also. I mean, I don't, there. I don't mind talking. I like talking. So if you need a voice, I'll do it. <laughs>
0: With a plan coming together, it was time for Nikki to meet with her podcast coach, Tom Merritt, for the last time. Nikki,
8: congratulations. Thank you, Tom. You don't need my coaching. You need my (laughs) collaboration, I feel like. like You've perfected the skills. You've showed what you've got. You've made it this far. Uh, So it's more about, like, what ideas can I help you with?
1: My main thing that I'm doing is we're doing the Breaking Biology redo, revamp. Okay. And the theme is, are viruses good or bad? Ooh, I like that. And kind of like a debate, not really a debate, but... um, And we kept the biobites, which they had in the last uh, Uh time they did it. And Jenny specifically said she wanted three of them. Okay. It feels like a lot for 15 minutes, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I should listen to what she said. I have a friend who's an expert in viruses, and I thought it would be cool to bring her in to do the biobites. What do you think about that? Because they had one and...
8: If you're going to do three, especially in 15 minutes, you kind of have to space them out. So then you want to, you want to tie them to the conversation somehow. And then mm-hmm. I think it could work. Have it naturally follow a pause in the debate. And then the biobytes, if you can make them relevant to the debate that was just happening, then it's like, you know, double word score.
1: Yeah. Another thing Justin brought up that it needs to have a link to like the humanity of it, like humans.
8: My favorite way to deal with that sort of thing is is just have a story that goes with each point. I, I do that on know a little more a lot, where I I say the truth, like this is how it works, and then I then I restate it as like, imagine you have a duck and the duck wants to eat biscuit. You know, how's it going to get to the biscuit? Well, imagine Thunderbolt is like the lawn, you know, stuff like that. Metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Making it human scale so that people understand. Yeah. And, and the human stories are a great way to illustrate the virus stuff. I, th- I think I think you've got a good structure here. Just the conversation is the one that's going to be the hardest one to make it sound natural. Good. Uh, I think this is solid. I think this is a strong, strong entry. I can't wait to hear it.
1: And uh, yeah, you'll have to say hello to Will and, and don't give him any of the advice you gave me. <laughs>
8: Yeah, I, I will tell Will uh, <laughs> that he should have no sound design or guests, yeah. just exactly. a very boring monologue.
1: Read a Wikipedia page.
0: Finally, at the end of the last week of the competition, I sat down with Nikki one last time to see how things are coming together and reflect on the past 12 weeks of competition. Hey, Nikki, how you doing? Hi, Brian, doing pretty good. Good. So we are on the last day of the last week of uh, of, of the last challenge. I've
1: learned so much. I, good thing I took notes because I've already forgotten most of everything I learned already.
0: <laughs> good. Well, there's, you know, if you forget anything, there's always the show. You can actually go back and listen. Right. <laughs>
1: good <laughs> thing you. we're recording.
0: Right. Exactly. Now, you got Adi, Eliza, and Jen as your mm-hmm. teammates. Uh, how was the dynamic of getting people into this thing after they've left the competition, especially someone whose wounds are still fresh like Adi.
1: <laughs> Once everyone was in, they were just like ready to go. I was like, are you guys sure? Is it okay? And they're like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. And they've been super helpful. So it's actually been really great working with them. And I never got to work with Jen before. and she She's my uh, co-voice on this episode and she's awesome.
3: Did
0: Did Will make a mistake by letting you have biology?
1: No, so yes and no, in the <laughs> sense that like, He he, like he said, like he would have had more work if he had biology, anyways. And like uh, maybe Tom said, I think that you know it is your comfort zone, so you better make it really good and get out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Which my team really helped me with because I started out with this super basic idea, and they made it way better.
0: We're Excellent. doing
1: viruses, good or bad, but they're also alive or dead.
0: You know, obviously it's something that people are thinking a lot about right now. Trying to on. like yeah. make
1: it a little bit of a, you're learning something, but it's not overwhelming like all the other news and oh. everything that we have right now.
0: And and what's the plan for uh, after Monday, regardless of what happens Monday night? <laughs> uh, are you taking a, a breather for the next week or what's <laughs> what's
1: Yeah, what's next? I mean, I'm on vacation uh, for the next two weeks, so I'm definitely going to like not podcast for a little yeah. bit. yeah. But I do want to uh, – I have to start my podcast back up, so I need to get some interviews in the in the box. And I think we're going to do some collaborations between all the other contestants. I don't know what the plan is, but oh, Jeremy really? has something
0: in mind. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's, that's always been such a, a great um – a side product of this show is just the relationships that have formed because of it. And, uh, it's so cool to see. It really (laughs) is. Yeah. Well, good. I can't wait to hear what you turn in. I'm really, really excited to hear this. It's, it's uh, a great topic. And I think, you know, out of everybody, you're the best person to present (laughs) it. And so I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be right up your alley.
1: Hey there, bio-nerds. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Biology, the science podcast that covers the stuff they left out of the textbooks. I'm Nikki. And I'm Jen. And this week, we're talking viruses. Over the last year, we have all become a bit more knowledgeable about viruses, whether we wanted to or not. But did you know that these tiny spike balls have yet to be classified as either dead or alive?
0: Remember to check out the full episode that the contestants submitted on the podcast feed or the website, americasnexttoppodcaster.com. In the meantime, let's check on Will's progress. Will's final challenge team made up of former contestants Michael, Dusty, and Jeremy got together immediately after the judging from the previous week. Will was determined to get as much done as possible to secure a first-place victory.
9: Yeah, I did not have time to get to this this week. So that's why I'm like clearing my schedule for this week because I I am trying... Very hard to to prove Justin wrong because Justin said that Nikki was his favorite to win. So I told Nikki of like I gotta come at you though because like I, I gotta prove Justin wrong. Of course,
2: good on you for getting this uh, scheduling thing together so quickly.
9: <laughs> I am hoping that uh, the the leadership skills that I have picked up over the years will pay off in me trying to put
2: together yeah. this team. You don't have to necessarily follow the same concept of the show.
9: Yes, I I was very clear in asking Brian, what does this mean? And he was like, it has to be a nonfiction or a historical nonfiction podcast called
2: Aftermath. And that's it. You know, uh, this is just an observation uh, based on what I see from the other team and this team. Uh, You do have a team of four men and yeah. happens to be four white men especially to jenny if we're thinking you know meta here about judges and whatnot mm-hmm. that's gonna stick out to her mm-hmm. yeah um, so just topic wise like yeah I, obviously there's nothing to do about that right now but topic wise i'm thinking like you know it might be something to think about i i i, I, I want to focus on telling a, a
9: good story i think that i have Absolutely. i have shined uh this season i hate talking like this i hate being like i did a good i don't know i just hate selling
2: myself it's, it's um it's demanded by the structure of the show dude. i know it, it, I, all, I, it's all good, good I, judgment
9: i have felt like i've been strong in the storytelling in the interview weeks yeah, you have. Okay. i i won't keep you guys just uh fill out that form if you haven't just so that i know when we're recording um and then i'll start editing thursday night into friday it, it'll this is going to be one where we only have one or two voices in the podcast i think because that typically works out pretty well for storytelling to limit voices yeah i think it is a key to to um to doing well is is talking and communicating with everyone i i feel like justin especially really wanted some drama and it's like no nikki and i are friends like i i'll be happy if she wins (laughs) like he doesn't understand i'm coming at it from a storyteller's perspective more than anything if we can have a character and kind of follow them through that
0: Former ANTP winners Amy Frost and David Luzader also met with Will to give him advice on how to secure a win in this final challenge week.
9: Hi, guys. It's nice no, to meet you. No. <laughs> you as well. Um, so uh, I am uh, redoing a historical nonfiction episode from week two called Aftermath. Is it better to make like a big swing and uh, go for broke in the finale or uh, should
4: I like play it safer? I think it's interesting. I don't think you have to really choose between the two. I think there's a middle ground. Uh, what's really important is go back and listen to the judging for that episode. And hear what did the, what did the hosts like? And then do more of that. Make sure that you just have a really solid podcast that's just really well put together. I'm sure Amy has some more thoughts as well.
5: Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing for me is what are you going to be happy with? Right. Cause think okay. about like, I, I don't want to be like the downer. Right. But like, if you lost, would you still be happy with what you put out there? You don't want to like be like, I really should have done that other thing. And then maybe everything would have been different. You know what I mean? Like you don't want, you don't want that.
9: That's a good point. That's
4: something I actually hadn't thought of. And don't like lose sight of the fact that it's like, it's okay for you to say no in in this scenario for you to kind of like take lead and take charge in this scenario. It's, it's the effort that you're putting forth.
9: What would you say is like a a key decision that you both uh, made that helped you win?
5: Um, I, I think for me, it was it was picking something that I cared an awful lot about. Um, I mean, because when it came down to it, um, I mean, Justin didn't even really like it, but here <laughs> we are. Um, but I liked it, and we all, you know, we had, my team and I had a good time putting it together.
4: Yeah, the passion is huge. Don't make the show you think necessarily the judges want to hear, make the show that you want to make and you want to hear, even if it's something that they will say like, well, I wasn't super interested in this, but your delivery your everything you put together was great.
0: That same night after talking to Amy and David, Will meets with his team to share ideas with the goal of setting on a topic for the podcast episode.
9: Yeah. I, I think it's solid. I, I was trying, what I was struggling with was like, okay, like what is a story with like an aftermath? Um, right. And I was like, oh, right. Like, I forgot about this, like, prison escape. And then it had that, like, Showtime show. And I kind of remembered it from that. And then I kind of went back into my memory. But but anything else that you guys um, um, have, uh, I, I don't necessarily know if it's the best idea. I, I was just kind of doing research and I thought that there was a lot of the stuff about abuse came out like a full year after the actual escape, which I think is like a really interesting aftermath.
10: Yeah, right. yeah, it was it was obviously retaliatory. I don't know. I think like I mentioned the uh, Rod Carew story just because I think it's hilarious that that thing happened with the owner of the Twins um, like 50 years ago, and then. Basically, the identical thing happens with the general manager of the Mariners mm-hmm. fifty years later. Same, you know, just you know, a white guy looks around the room at a men's club, uh, a Rotary Club instead of a Lions Club, yeah. and sees other white guys, and is like, "Oh, cool! I can just, you know, let my my hair down and be a racist." I and actually really like
9: that angle. Like, I like that story, and and it is a story that you don't necessarily necessarily need to be connected to sports or like when deep I, into sports to, to connect people.
10: to if we only have 15 minutes that story is a little complicated and it, it could potentially get wordy the uh Dannemora story is a little bit more of a straight line
2: i um, i'm personally thinking that there's a lot to work with on the Danamora story mm-hmm. um there's just a lot of very interesting like Catchy cultural things about it too. Like it was, uh, it used to be where they, they had death row before New York abolished it. Right, right. Uh, I saw folks that. Folks like, uh, Tupac, Bobby Shmurda, some other <laughs> famous folks have been housed there. Like they're, they're just some like bits that would make good for good storytelling.
9: I, I, yeah. I like your, um, note michael to avoid kind of losing track of af- of the aftermath part of it especially because we were stuck with that name um okay we can kind of soft lock that in unless something goes to- like terribly wrong um i'm, I'm fine with that um Uh, Yeah. And and, uh, I I will try to come up with a structure uh, tonight uh, before I go to bed. Something that like uh, so that like if if someone wants to write like a block of text, they they know like what what it's going to be. Um, I think that's
11: how we did a historical heist. We had yeah. the structure worked out, and
0: then... Anyway, all right. Uh, for real this time, I'll let you guys go. <laughs> Have a good all night, right. guys. The next day, Will met with Tom Merritt to get some advice on how to make sure that his final submission was as good as it could possibly be.
8: Congratulations, Will!
0: Thanks, Tom. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I'm well-deserved. So what, what, what can I help you with?
9: So um, I am tackling uh, a redo of aftermath which was from week two the, ah, okay. the historical non-fiction yeah, yeah, yeah. uh week we are kind of going to focus on the aftermath of the um Mora escape in 2015 from the the clinton correctional facility if you remember that jailbreak
8: I don't know um Tell
9: there was that. a a 23-day manhunt to find uh, uh to uh, prison escapees in New York fairly well covered and then I got turned into like a Showtime miniseries uh, with Benicio Del Toro and um, Paul Dano in 2018 and then a year later there was a pretty long exhaustive report of like what went wrong and how these Uh, uh, two men were able to escape using the aftermath name. That's kind of what I wanted to focus on was like, there's
8: literally a section in the Wikipedia article on this called aftermath. So (laughs) I feel like that's a good point. (laughs) No, I I think that's what I like about this idea is you, you're, you're set up properly to say, uh, you know, we, you may have heard about this this breakout. After all, there was a showtime uh show about it. And right, while right. the breakout is fascinating, what you don't hear often enough is also fascinating is the aftermath. We tell the
9: story, blah blah blah. Exactly. Exactly. So so I, I have ran into the thing of like despite the fact because like I, I remember the showtime show and vaguely remember the prison break, although I'm in New York, so that might be part of it. But mm-hmm. um um how much time of this fifteen minute runtime should I spend on on recapping that. I
8: I would, I would keep it, I would keep it as short as possible because you're promising in aftermath to tell the other story, the story people don't know. So you really just need to tell the story of that, the breakout as much as you need to refer to it just to set it up. And you can even, you know, you can even write it that way, which is like, to understand the aftermath, you have to understand that this breakout was unusual in this way and that way.
9: Okay, one minute left. I'll, I'll do it one last time. Uh, um, the pitfalls question, what pitfalls should I avoid?
8: Don't get too lost in the story. You want to make sure that this is interesting to someone who isn't as familiar with it as you will definitely be by the end. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the biggest pitfalls with these true crime things is, is they start to get lost in... And what's fascinating when you know a lot about it and don't lose sight of the fact that you are telling me about it for the first time I've heard nothing about it I think you've got a nice solid direction like Justin said it's pushing yourself to to look over everything twice go like is that good enough is that edit tight is that the right bite uh, could I say this better you know at a certain point you, you got to ship your product but but
0: you know be be uncompromising with yourself. As the week is nearing its end, Will's team is continuing to work on tightening up the script and figuring out how to tell their story.
9: I'm going to try to keep the script to around uh, 10 to 12 minutes when I'm reading it out loud because um, I want that gap so that I'm not pushing everything into 15. Um, I'd rather have extra space
2: than, than need to cut stuff, especially
9: after last week where I had to cut half of my interview.
2: Uh, yeah, I think maybe 10 minutes is a good target for scripting just because I run into concern that it sounds like reading facts off of a page. I mean, how much are you thinking about addressing, like, the pop culture aspects of this, like the Showtime series, and I think there was like a...
9: The Showtime series for sure, I think, has to be in there somewhere. Even just the show not addressing the torture, and, and I think my central thesis is how not only did... Um, the system failed to stop these two prisoners from escaping and also failed to prevent other prisoners who from, from being harmed uh, in the process. I'm like oh like what should i what should i assign these guys to do what should i not assign these guys to do i don't know i very much struggle with this
2: leadership position um
11: i feel like if, if we help you win then we like I, if you
2: have things you need let us know because okay. that's not what you need to be worried about i know i know i know um
9: and and same on fr- on friday you guys are going to be crucial uh if you're around to listen to to rough cuts um It has sucked not having people to listen to Rough Cuts who are in this show. I have gone through like two swings of being like, this is bad. This is falling apart. Shit, 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 shit. I need to pull out of this. And then like have come back and been like, no, 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 it's it's okay.
0: It's okay. It's okay. And finally, I met with Will to hear how he was feeling as his final week was approaching an end. Hey, Will. How you doing? I'm doing good. Brian, how are you? Good. Oh, final week, man. This is know, a bittersweet moment. It's you know, in a few days we're gonna have a we're gonna have a winner, but mm-hmm. uh, that means another season's gonna be coming to an end. I didn't. I don't know if I
9: expected to still be here. I don't know if I would have even like signed like. Obviously, I could do the work because I'm here right now. But if I, I think in December when I signed up, if I had known like how much work it was going to be, I probably <laughs> would have been like, oh, you know, uh, maybe another time. I'm a little busy right now, and so <laughs> it's probably for the best that I, I was like completely unaware of like exactly how much work I was going to have to do. But for sure, yeah. You know. it,
0: but hopefully, you're getting a lot out of it. Hopefully, you're coming out of this thing I with know. a lot of, of great uh, knowledge oh, and, and experience.
9: Yeah. It, and and that's honestly, that is maybe. The thing I like the most about about so being here is is that I was able to do every challenge and learn from every week. You know.
0: Yeah. Let's let's talk about um, uh, this team, right? You got Jeremy, yeah. Michael, and Dusty. Yes. Uh, how are things with that? How bringing people back and and it's um, so
9: weird. Yeah. Because it's like I don't I don't know if they were just like r- random people, right? Uh-huh, that were uh-huh. assigned to me that like weren't in or like they were like previous. Competitors like season one, season two. Uh It'd be one thing where it's like, well, I I was never competing alongside you guys, so it's totally fine for me to be like, (laughs) but, but, and, and, like, all three of them are like, no, we want you to win. For me, it's like, but you guys could have been here in my position. It feels very weird for me to be like, okay, now help me win, right? Like, even though in the back of my head, you know, the whole time it's like, uh, especially with Nikki, because I was just we were on a team for like six weeks together. It was very much like. I'm I'm gonna have to compete with her event or against her eventually, even though we're helping each other now. And yep. it's insane. So it's it's tough. I I am not terrible at leadership, but but I've never had a situation where like this specifically where it's like, well, you're leading people who were at one point.
0: <laughs> Gunning competing for your job. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
9: exactly. <laughs> well, um, and how do you feel about this week? It's it's coming along. but what was what was killer was was Michael's girlfriend Erica. Um listened in and yeah. uh gave some really good notes as an outsider didn't right. really even know what the podcast was going to be about and I, her feedback led to me cutting two paragraphs oh out wow. of the script perfect like, see that's I, straight up she was like yeah this part isn't working and i was like you're right like i'm not even it's not even gonna i'm not even gonna try to explain it yeah I, as soon as she said and i'm like i know you're right and i know that what you are saying right now is exactly what the judges are gonna say monday this needs to go like ninety seconds to two minutes oh, of, wow. of spoken language. Uh-huh. I was like, "You're right. This can be this can be three sentences."
0: Well, cool. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to let you get back to it. I'm going to let you uh, sure. go back to editing, and uh, I'm really excited to hear this. I'm a big fan of the the subject matter, and yeah. I'm excited to see what. Um, what is added on that uh, I didn't get from the the Showtime thing or the news or anything like that? Yeah. So, yeah, great! I, I hope it comes together. I'm sure it will. So, uh, good luck and uh, wow! Well, I'll see you on finale night.
1: Active manhunt is going on for two inmates that DOC officers say escaped sometime overnight. Here's what we know: the two inmates were unaccounted for during the 5:30 a.m. bed check.
2: They are convicted murderers.
3: We're cutting into regular programming because of last night's prison break in Danamora. governor, Andrew Cuomo has arrived in the North Country and is at the prison right now. More than 200 police officers are combing New York after officials say two dangerous inmates, David Sweat and Richard Matt, escaped from Clinton Correctional Facility in what's being called an extremely elaborate scheme.
4: We have major breaking news to tell you about the search for the escape killers from Dannemora. As we understand from a source that is very close to this investigation, Richard Matt has either been
5: captured or shot.
10: We are here with good news, as I'm sure you've heard already. The nightmare is finally over. It took 22 days. Mr. Matt uh, is deceased, and the other escapee, Mr. Sweat, uh, is in custody. He's in stable condition.
9: I'm Will Saddleberg, and welcome to Aftermath, the show that looks at major historical events and asks, what happened next? It was the
3: real-life Shawshank Redemption. The Studio Rack. This is a free download from Waves, and once you've started using their plugins, the Studio Rack is actually one of the most powerful tools you can get, and it's free from Waves. This gives you the options, stacking your plugins into the studio rack, fine tuning and adjusting each one of its own variables within the studio rack and then saving it. So I've created studio racks for Brian, for Tom, for Scott, for Jenny, and for Justin. And I dropped them into their channels as I'm doing the show. I don't have to do any other tweaking because I've basically created plugins specifically for each of them. They're EQ'd they're noise reduced, they're shaped, to give them the best possible sound every time. And it's just one plugin that I need to load in. And all those presets are already there, ready for me to go. The Studio Rack not only saves time, but it basically has let me create custom plugins for each of the hosts I work with. I have spent the last few weeks talking about the power of each of these plugins individually. When you drop them into the Studio Rack, you turn it into the most powerful Voltron of plugins ever. And you tweak it right, you set it up right one time, you never have to go back to it again. And you all of a sudden are on easy street as a producer. I highly recommend the Waves plugins. I highly recommend using the Waves plugins within the studio rack. You want more information about this and other Waves plugins, follow the link in the show notes, go to waves.com and start using these tools today I would like to thank Waves for supporting independent podcasting and this show by providing a audio creator suite to the winner of this season's show. Ryan Abbott here for Rogue Amoeba's Loopback
0: software. Look, podcasts these days are so complicated. You're hearing it on this very show. You've got co-hosts, you've got call-in guests, you want your guests to hear your co-hosts and your co-hosts to hear your guests, but you also don't want to record an echo of your co-hosts and your guests. And then you've got to throw on sound effects and bed music on top of all of that. Make sure you can stream it so your audience can hear it. Yeah, what you need is one of those setups like an old-timey telephone operator where you plug the audio from one source into the receiving port of another source, and so on and so forth. If only there was a Mac application that could do all that for you. Well, (laughs) I wouldn't have said it if there wasn't, and there is, and it's called Loopback loopback from rogue amoeba does all of that stuff you pick your audio sources and your output channels and you just connect them with virtual cables it's that easy you can combine audio from multiple sources into one virtual device and route it wherever you need it you can even do pass through so that you hear everything you want to hear in your headphones it's great for podcasting streaming and even screencasting and right now Rogue Amoeba wants to give you a deal. Use the code TOPCAST20, that's topcast 2 to save 20% off of Loopback or any of the other great Rogue Amoeba products like Audio Hijack, Farago, and Fission. Or even use it for 20% off the Ultimate Podcast Bundle, which is gives you a discounted price on all four products already. Then you'll get 20% off of that. That code, again, is TOPCAST20. Visit rogueamoeba.com
3: for more. Working in editing, you end up learning a lot of keyboard shortcuts. You end up doing a lot of things with pull-down menus, drag-and-dropping items. And, And in general, editing is as much learning how to use your workstation as it is learning how to work with audio and sound. One of the tools that I've discovered recently that made working in my workstation easier is the Contour Shuttle Pro V2. Once I integrated this into my production workflow, my job became a lot easier, it became faster, and I did not lose any quality. In fact, I feel like the quality went up because I had more time to focus on the sound, the work, and the product than I did when I was trying to figure out what keyboard shortcut, what pull-down menu to use. And some of the tools I use most often are buried in multiple pull-down menus. They're not easy to get to. Having the Contour Shuttle Pro V2 buttons programmed to pull up that window without having to move my hands off the trackpad or the mouse has made podcast producing much easier. And I cannot thank Contour enough for making this product to speed up the workflow in my life you want to find out how it can impact your life, go to ContourDesign.com. Get more information on the Shuttle Pro V2 or the Shuttle Express. Find out which one was best for you and start using one today. I would like to thank Contour for supporting America's Next Top Podcasting Idol, independent podcasters, and providing a Pro V2 for the winner and a Shuttle Express for the second place finisher this season.
0: As usual, before we get to the final judging, let's hear what Tom thinks about the two contestants' chances at winning the title of America's Next Top Podcaster. I am so glad I am not a judge for
8: this, because these are solid entries. Uh, I, I... I, I don't mean to uh, to to damn the previous entries with faint praise because there were great entries all season long, but there is not a weakness uh, in either one of these. It is all down to execution. Nikki has a great idea. It's to her strength, science. Uh, she's asking the right questions about sound design, about how to push this. Uh, if she has a weakness, it's that she's bringing in another voice. And so her... Dis, you know her victory will depend on how well that other person does uh but these are teams you know and she knows her team so I I don't think that that weakness will end up being a weakness but uh I am very much looking forward to hearing about why viruses are good for us is that what a great tease what a great way to tease it will also has a super interesting super strong attempt uh it's something that they did well in week two and he's got in my opinion, an even better topic than then. I mean, that was a pretty timely, compelling topic, but telling why an escape from a prison happened and saying there are untold secrets that even the showtime special could not bring you uh he's got he's got a great way to get me interested in this and again it's all down to the execution it's down to the sound design it's down to the writing and his performance i think his performance is is probably the easiest thing for him to nail so he's got to keep that writing tight and he's got to pick the right sound design elements uh to pepper in and, and and keep them good uh but it's anybody's ball game. Uh, if this were a ball game, which it's not, uh, but it's it's
0: anybody's to win. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that turned into a reality competition, and then, in a weird M Night Shyamalan twist, turned back into a masterclass in podcasting. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. It's our season three finale, and by the end of this episode, we're going to crown a winner. Will it be Will, the audio and video producer from Buffalo, whose interview with guest Mark Hoffling wowed judges as well as Mark himself? Or will it be Nikki, the scientist from New York City who somehow made a podcast starring a talking telescope into one of the best things we've heard this season? We'll find out shortly. But I can promise you that the winner will be someone that lives in New York State. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to crown a winner, we need judges, and I'll pick these three who don't live in New York. From uh, Frogpan Studios in Salt Lake City, Utah, Scott Johnson. Hey, thanks for having me back for this final epic event tonight. It's great to have you. And from Dog and Pony Show Audio, newly relocated to Austin, Texas, Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Very excited. Uh, Jenny is out this week, unfortunately, uh, with a family emergency. Uh, All right. So, judges, this week we gave our final two players the task of taking one of the Season 3 podcasts with the lowest scores for that week and creating a brand new episode in that series. Uh, We also gave them a team made up of contestants who had left the competition earlier in the season. What kinds of things were you specifically looking for uh, in this submission.
11: Well, I was looking for just a big, really effective finish. Something that stood on its own, whether or not it was a remake of a previously bad recorded podcast, but stood out as like a, just a, a singular piece of work and, uh, capped off the strengths of these two contestants for their season. And, uh, that's all I wanted. And mm-hmm. whether I got it or not, you'll have to wait and see.
0: <laughs> Good tease. Jerry, how about you? I, I wanted to
12: see no excuses. I wanted to see lessons learned. I wanted to see polish. I I wanted to see, uh, something that was ready for the world to be listened to. And, uh, something that I could rip into with a fine tooth comb and anything that I found would be a deliberate choice and, and not something that would say, well, we ran out of time Uh, and, I'm happy to say that mostly that's what I heard. Very
0: good. So looking at our, our two finalists, we've got Will, we've got Nikki. And are there certain things that you've noticed that have evolved from from Will and Nikki that, uh, that you've noticed kind of getting better and better over time?
11: Well, for me, uh, Will in particular, um, I just have seen confidence grow. Um, And you just can hear it in his voice as he does more and more of these projects. I think that uh, the big shift tonally for both of our remaining contestants was when a lot of this stuff went solo and uh, sort of the team shackles were off and they could go off on their own and, and show us what they were made of individually. And I'd say in both cases, there was like a marked jump in quality and, uh, momentum from both of them, and it felt like that was around the time I started to see them separate from the rest of the pack.
12: Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think that they have different skill sets. Nikki has a charisma to her voice that is innate. You you kind of want to hear her talk more. You want to hear her get into fun conversations uh, in 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 the way that like a, a freeform podcast would really highlight. Uh, Will is somebody that has what I thought was a more limited uh, uh, vocal range, but what I did not hear until this week was how he could channel great content through it and mm-hmm. and really bring it to life. And, and so that is is where I think both of them really evolved.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is a this is a great final too, and it really feels like anybody's game uh at this. So, Will and Aftermath. Hey Brian. Hey Will, how you doing? I'm doing good. When you got everybody together that first night for discussions, yeah. Did did they kind of set their own rules as far as how they wanted to contribute? Or did you say, Hey, I really could use you doing this part of it, I really could use you doing this other part of it?
9: Um, a lot of it was the bouncing ideas off of them. um mm-hmm. so, so it was it they were an incredible support team in terms of both um you know, behind the scenes stuff, so like research and and yeah. and links and um, time codes and stuff like that, as well as just like to go to them and be like, what do you guys think? Um, I, I did ask them to all bring uh, ideas to the table, and then we kind of talked about all all of the ideas we had before we settled on on what we ended up doing for aftermath. Mm. And and from there, it was just a lot of like, do you think this would work in the show? And um um you know, can you listen to this and tell me if this this intro works and stuff like that? And so um yeah, it was it was I don't think I could have made this uh, without them just just in terms of being able to bounce ideas off of ideas them. off them.
0: yeah the uh was it always intended to be a one person show like a like a single voice show
9: <sighs> once we chose the topic it was pretty mm. quickly like well well how do we uh, factor how do we add a second voice into this or, or does a second voice work and when we got started working on it we were like no but we can kind of supplement a second voice with archive media.
0: Yeah. yeah. And there was, there was a really interesting choice. I liked the, I did like hearing the, the newscast stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Active manhunt is going on for two inmates. that DOC officers say escaped sometime overnight. Here's what we know. The
0: did you guys have to listen to a lot of, um, like go through a lot of YouTube video of news, uh, newscasts about it and, and find the, the right pieces of that to use.
9: My, team got me like a huge amount of, of content from YouTube. in in addition to stuff that I, I also found. And
0: yeah, you also told me during that uh, discussion that there was a big chunk, you know, like a couple minutes worth Mm -hmm. of dialogue that you took out. Is that, uh, happy with that decision? Like listening back in retrospect?
9: Yeah. I, there's even listening back in retrospect, there are are a couple things where I'm like, ah, you know what, if I had had an extra day to sit with this, I would have tweaked this sentence or I would have added a sentence here. And I think that's going to be true for any creative product project, especially with a, a deadline as quick as this, but, but yeah, cutting that, cutting the, I don't know, probably 90 seconds to two minutes. It never even got, it was recorded once it was recorded in Mm -hmm. the first take. And then it was cut after that. I never, I didn't use anything from the first take. Um, it was a lot of information and, and certainly, Educational, but also boring.
0: Uh, Well, enough yapping from me. Let's get to our judges. We're going to start with Justin.
9: Well, I uh,
12: think that you're a tremendous talent. You were not my favorite coming into this week. Uh, Mm -hmm. I felt that there was something that you needed to kind of put together. Uh, you, You obviously, I think probably more than any other contestant this season, You've got a better idea kind of behind the scenes what makes a really good podcast, I think in terms of preparation, a lot of the hidden stuff that uh, uh, actually puts a pro polish on stuff that mm-hmm. isn't focused on often by by the end listener.
9: Yeah, I think it is a key to to um, to doing well is is talking and communicating with everyone. So what we got
12: here, Was the best thing you've done this season. It was excellent. It was a great story told well, told with pace, and revealed very, very, very expertly. The fact that we end on the idea of examining and interrogating the
9: prison guards... Many of the guards, who oversaw the prison in the years leading up to Matt and Sweat's escape in 2015, returned to their jobs like nothing happened.
12: Uh, and, and then we get the, the further revelation that, that this is something that has largely gone, totally unmentioned, validates the premise of the show.
11: Mm-hmm.
12: You hinted at it in the roadmap up top, which is something that I have railed about
9: but over the next year, an in-depth report ordered by New York State would find that Matt and Sweat weren't masterminds. They were the lucky guys who discovered a broken system.
12: Quite simply, this is a ready-to-drop-into-feeds podcast that most listeners would believe was not produced in a week, but produced over a series of weeks with a team that was paid and do this for a living. You should be very proud about what you did. And I think that you have a very, very good chance of winning.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Wow. Uh, let's go over to
11: Scott. You had me uh, hooked immediately and I'm a sucker for news footage used to get things going. There's something about it for me that just ramps up like, Oh, this is a serious issue. These are real news people. This is actual stuff. Um, I like, true crime. I like podcasts that delve into stuff and use audio and other content to tell the story. And you not only did that right up top and got me hooked, but you used it really expertly throughout in ways that I didn't see coming. And it made for better pacing. It made for a quick listen that ended too soon, not in a bad structural way, but in a, wait a minute, I want to hear more like this kind of way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, that stuff really added to it. Um, the tone was great. The music was perfect. You know, some of it, I I don't know, I was getting vibes of like Red Dead Redemption, you know, but, but that, I think it fit. It was really, really fit. It was really strong. And again, that texture is just my jam. I love that. I love the feeling of it. That stuff all felt really good. And it did absolutely feel like a team effort. It felt like Mm -hmm. Um, it felt like you leading, but it felt like there was uh, a lot of backup. This is the kind of stuff you normally, you know, to sort of echo Justin, it's the kind of thing you normally get out of a, you know, professional, uh, eight man team at NPR or something. It's just, a, mm-hmm. it was just a really strong, uh, effort. And I hope you convey some of this to anyone who pitched in and, and helped yeah. you with anything because it was, it was really great. I think it's the best thing you did all season. So congratulations on this. It was, it was awesome.
0: Thank you, Scott. All right, let's get to Nikki and breaking biology. Hello. Hey, Nikki. Uh, how, how's your, uh, you've had some, a little bit of time off. <laughs> Does it feel good to kind of get uh, away from, from all this stuff for a little bit? Uh,
1: what do you mean? I've been working on ANTP all week. <laughs> I'm on vacation, but ANTP didn't take vacation.
0: <laughs> oh, I get, I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. So you got, uh, Jen, Eliza and Audie. Um, how much did they contribute to the idea of the show to choosing their roles as far as being Um,
1: They were so great. I came into this and I was thinking, man, they're going to be bummed that they have to like come back and work, even though they already finished. And they came in and they're like, all right, Nikki, what do you want to do? We're here for you. And I just pitched them my idea and then they just made it better. Um, I have to admit, my idea was pretty basic. And I was like, hey, guys, (laughs) can you help with the creative part? (laughs) Um, And they really helped. And Jen was a great
7: co-host. I'm so sick of this virus. It has ruined my entire year. It's ruined
1: everyone's year. Ugh, Nikki, I hate viruses. I think it it went really naturally. We had fun, and and Eliza has amazing energy, and she's super supportive. And Audie is, is just a buddy, you know, from being on this right. team from day one. So it was really nice working with them. I had a great time
0: um, talking about the the topic. So you came into this, you you uh, from very early on. I think you were talking about viruses, dead or alive, being a topic. I remember that in in the discussion with Tom very early on as mm-hmm. well. Um, and with, um, Amy and David, did you, were there other ideas also? Like, were you talking about fungus at one point?
1: Yeah. So actually this is kind of funny. I was listening back. So when the episodes released and I, since they lost, I was like, Hmm, if I had breaking biology, I wonder what I would have done. And so I came up with the virus (laughs) thing like last week or the week before actually. Oh,
0: funny. Okay.
1: (laughs) And then, yeah, the other one was fungi. Hmm. are. Cool too, man. They're cool. And there's like this one experiment where they put little food for the mushrooms around a map and the mushrooms find the optimal way to get to the food. And they use that to design train systems. We settled on viruses because it was more contemporary, even though I was a little afraid it would be on people's nerves because of COVID. So we tried to make it not COVID.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Did you imagine you probably had to skate that line really carefully about, all right, this you know, adding this part might be too much time by COVID. This other part we've got in here I mean, is just fine. And, I'm also
1: yeah. personally burnt out on COVID. So it wasn't too hard. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. just like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I really don't want to bring up COVID in the, because we've all heard enough of it.
0: Yeah. I don't think, I think if we said, hey, who in this room is not burned out on talking about COVID? Yeah. I don't think you'd see uh, uh, anybody disagreeing with that. Are there things that you've picked up this season that you're saying, oh, I'm definitely going to be using that in my show when I start doing Uh, doing the show up again
1: yeah i realize how much you can do with 15 minutes (laughs) i did not think that that was a thing i mean my episodes on my show are like an hour and a half long because i don't want to edit them too much because obviously it takes a lot of time the overall all the skills that you learn by being forced to do a podcast in a week and just learning stuff that usually you'd be too lazy to pick up uh i'm better at sound design than i thought and it's not too hard and
0: Uh, Very good. Well, let's get to our judges. We're going to start this time with Scott. Okay. So
11: going into this one, I was pretty excited. Um, I think my two favorite of the season made it to the final two. Then I was really stoked about it because as it turns out, Nikki is my favorite voice on the competition. Maybe in the last few, well, there's only been three, maybe of all of them. Um, I think she has a, a personality and voice to match. That's very compelling. And it's a hard thing to train for or know about or even know why we like it. There's just some people we really like to sit and listen to. And Nikki has, uh, has that voice and that cadence.
1: And it actually wasn't until decades later that the first virus was able to be seen.
11: And uh, the way she carries herself on shows is just uh, one of my favorite things about her time on this show. Um, I'm happy to say that that carried through on this episode. Um, if I had any complaints about it at all... I guess what I was hoping is that it was perhaps going to be a little bit more conversational. And that, to me, is the space where Nikki shines the most, is when she is just being her and talking. and But also, in this case, talking about stuff she's very knowledgeable about. And instead, this one came off as a little bit ready, like good information, but a little bit on the reading it side. I thought bringing in the doctor was a great addition to the show.
1: Dr. Vesca. Can you help us understand what viruses are made of? Viruses come in all shapes and sizes, but they all have a common structure.
11: It added on th- authenticity to the discussion. It also mixed things up a little bit. The argument about viruses being good or bad, I thought that was a really interesting point of view to take. Not good or bad from a, you know. Well, basically, that's what you did is you said, well, you know, you can say they're good or you can say they're bad, but hey, it's nuance. So let's talk about the nuance. I'll tell you what I wish there was more of. You had the orgasm blooper at the end of the thing.
1: <laughs> but there are these uh, orgasms, uh, parasites. Ugh. I'm going to have you redo that because you said orgasms instead of organisms. Oh, my God. Oh my.
11: God. I laughed out loud. I thought that yeah. was freaking great. But I would have loved more of, of that natural. See, that was the natural part coming out. And, but overall, I mean, there's a reason you're in the final two, and I think this show was indicative of that. Uh, excellent. Let's get over
0: to Justin.
12: Nikki, like I said before, you have the voice. You've got a very inviting voice, and and some of that you can learn. Other stuff, you either have or you don't. Uh, the The only question is exactly what you want to do with it and how much... You can channel it and and regularly put it into practice. What you chose to do here in concept, I thought was a show winning idea. And, and initially, as I started listening to it, that concept was kind of a Peabody and Sherman. The idea that uh, you are... Relatable, you are knowledgeable, and you can explain something that is obviously, uh, you know, very pressing in a fun way. This, if you're going to do a Peabody and Sherman, aka layman and expert, then the layman has to be the center of the show. And I thought that that would have represented a really, really, really impressive conceptual. A decision by you, which is to recognize that you're better as the expert answering the questions than you are as the layperson posing the questions. Unfortunately, Nikki, I don't think you had enough faith in yourself in this episode. I think that you you kept couching the idea of like, okay, well, this is a debate. It's not a debate. You're explaining how this stuff works. And sh- there's a there's a way to go to another expert that's another voice. But guess what? We love you. You're the expert. This should have been a, 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 a person for whom you have chemistry with. And I would have left in the orgasm thing because that is funny. And it really demonstrates why you're special. Because you're allowing uh, 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 this, these human moments uh, that bind people to what is being said. And that's all the more important when it comes to communications in general and SICOM in particular, where it can often be so heady that our emotional response doesn't get triggered. You can do that. I don't know what the other judges' scores are, so I don't know who won. I do know that for me, you would have won if you, in, you had a, as much faith in yourself as I have in you in being a relatable expert.
0: All right. Thank you, Nikki. Wow. Well, you know, they said it best, right? That there is reason that it is the two of you in the finals here. You're both fantastic. We've seen such tremendous growth from both of you and evolution and um, really uh, you guys should both be absolutely proud to have made it to the end of what I think was, our most difficult season yet of this show for sure. And uh, through some very, very difficult challenges. So congratulations to both of you for making it to the, uh, the finals here, but there can only be one winner. And, uh, and now it is up to me to uh, grab pen and paper and add up these scores and figure out, who the winners? Oh, we have a spreadsheet that does it for me. Uh, so congratulations going to season three's top podcaster. It's Will. Congratulations, Will. Thank, thank you. <laughs> uh we knew it was going to be somebody from Blue Fan Group. You guys are both so supportive and, and yeah. uh positive with each other. I love I love seeing that and hearing you both talk. You know, you only get to hear your side of the one-on-ones with me, but in both of your one-on-ones, you had nothing but great things to say about the other person. Like it was yeah. you could tell it was the hardest thing for both of you to be up against each other in the finals here. So, you know, I didn't want to say this early, but just in the scores uh, for you are the best scores I've ever seen him give any podcast, actually anything in life. Uh, <laughs> podcaster.
11: I don't think any of us have ever given the score he gave to anybody.
12: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was awesome. yeah, I gave it, I gave it a perfect 10 for all of them. I thought uh, it was, across uh, the yeah, board. Thank you. it was, it was fantastic. And, and I flippantly sent to, uh, Brian before this season started that one of the things I wanted uh, to be a prize for this season was mm-hmm. uh, uh, to work with me on uh, developing a, a show or a special or a pilot, whatever you'd like uh, for mm-hmm. uh, with, with dog and pony show audio. And uh, I, I, I could not be more excited to work with you going forward. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that this is uh you know even for this concept i think this concept was something that you just unlocked on on such a rad level and and to understand what you put together in a week uh, uh really makes me think that this i mean jeez I think this could easily
9: be a ten-episode season. Thank you. Yeah, I, Justin. To be honest with you, I mean, like you telling me to push myself uh, last week was was kind of the like driving factor. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, the amount of time I like I, when I wasn't working my actual real life job, like I was just doing <laughs> this. Like I, I did nothing last week. So uh, yeah, I'm I am glad that it paid off.
12: And what is very clear, and I don't know exactly how much this version was uh, uh, like your first version, Mm -hmm. but if it's anything like the process that I've gone through for uh, Raise the Dead or Feature Story or any of the other stuff that I've done, there's a lot of kind of like hard personal decisions that you have to make about the flow of something. And and you have to really work hard to get yourself out of just seeing the trees and elevate yourself to see the forest. So you can break your own heart on like, well, I really wanted this here. No, it doesn't work here. Everything works smoother. If if you do stuff. And I don't know whether or not that's a process you went through here or, uh, you just had a, a, a knack with this story, but, Man, did it feel polished.
0: Very good. Well, congratulations, Will. <laughs> well you. done. We'll talk about uh, what you what you guys actually have both won here in just a second, but I want to spend some time talking to Nikki. Nikki, uh, you know, again, uh, hold your head up high. You did amazing this season, and um, I think a lot of us knew that you'd be here in the finals, and and we weren't surprised to see you ending up here, and I know that uh, a certain Tom Merritt is very lucky to uh, to have your services, to have you uh, working with him on Daily Tech Headlines. Um, it's just been an absolute pleasure having you here this season. It's
1: been a pleasure for me, and and Will absolutely deserves to win. I've been predicting this since the beginning, and he won't listen to me. <laughs>
0: com- but no, losing Will on this- my
1: team is the worst thing that happened to me this season, and you can, <laughs> you can see why.
0: Uh, uh, you know, Nikki's clever uh stealing biology from you to try and uh, uh <laughs> totally fail put some put some fear into you yeah
1: <laughs> that's what i get for staying in my comfort zone and honestly i i take the reviews to heart because they're absolutely right and it will just serve to improve my scientific communication which is a part of my job so thanks <laughs> for doing my it's
12: work the, about- yeah yeah you know nikki I, I'll, I'll reiterate what i said before you're so good that when you are building excuses or diversions around you it rings false this is one of the like one of the most important things in life if you are trying to create broadcastable art and that is the understanding of self not your understanding of your own self but the understanding of how other people understand you And I don't think you realize how much people want to listen to you and you need to create your art with that understanding. And you, and that means carrying a little bit of an ego in terms of saying like, no, there are times where Nikki's got to eat and we got to clear out the space. (laughs) And this has got to be about, and this has got to be about Nikki. We're going to make this like, So, Professor Nikki, what do you think about this? And you go, well, I'm glad you asked. Then, boom, (laughs) you just go. Like, because people want that. And if they don't get it, they feel bad. And they don't realize why they just find themselves drifting. Because the thing that their brain really wanted was denied them. Uh, So, just uh, uh, take the shackles off. Like, they're here for you. So, give them a show. Hell. Uh, I've never met you in, in person. I want to listen to science communication (laughs) from you. And, and this is something that I've thought a lot about over this last year, as I think science
0: communication has been
10: piss poor. Absolutely. (laughs) I can
1: agree with that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's talk about um, what you guys have won this season because uh, there there are prizes that go along with this, not just the fame and the fortune that uh, certainly <laughs> will be coming your way, but not from oh, us. Yeah. Uh, you guys both get, courtesy of Shure microphones, you're both getting Shure MV7 microphones, brand new. Uh, from Contour, uh, Will, you're going to be getting a Contour Shuttle Pro V2. And Nikki, maybe that editing is going to get a lot easier because you're getting (laughs) a Shuttle Express. Awesome. Uh, You guys are both getting the Podcasters Bundle from Rogue Amoeba, which includes Audio Hijack Pro, Farago, uh, Fission, and Loopback, which is actually, of the four of those, the thing I use the most is Loopback.
11: Oh, yeah. I love Loopback. So good. Uh,
0: will, you're going to be getting the Creator Suite, courtesy of Waves, uh, some great audio engine plugins. Cool. And, uh, of course, you're getting a show on the Frogpens feed. Maybe it will be the show that you work with Justin. Of course, the other prize production with uh, Justin and Dog and & Pony Show Audio. Great work for both of you from both of you. And, uh, you guys are, are both awesome. This was, uh, such a fun season because of you and and everybody else that we had as contestants, uh, judges, thank you guys for an amazing season. I wish Jenny was here for me to thank in person, but you guys were absolutely fantastic this season and honing you guys are the, the, uh, the rough sanding wheels that hone these, Dull knives into sharp blades that can cut through any podcasting challenge thanks. that they need to. You're not, you're not dull blades. You guys are sharp
10: <laughs> coming into this thing.
0: But no, you guys have been fantastic. Well, thanks, boss, man. It was fun this year.
12: I I just pleasure. want to point out that I never missed an episode. So uh, <laughs> you know, bought a house, moved, traveled, different states. Didn't matter. Who's here each and every week? The old gerbs. that's who.
0: And for your attendance record, you will be getting a podcaster's bundle from Rogue Amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you. And, uh, of course, also big thanks. You don't you don't hear them week after week, but uh, to everybody who works behind the scenes. Of course, Tom, who does our coaching and stepped in to, uh, to judge and also is going to be working with Nikki, which is fantastic. Our uh, amazing producers and editors, Hammond Chamberlain and Bobby Frankenberger. And interviews after the fact, our exit interviews, which, um, there you go, is what made Will want to have Michael on his team, was hearing that amazing exit interview from Mm -hmm. Alex Albisu, who is absolutely fantastic. And, of course, Monica, who, uh, you know, the unsung hero here, who, while I'm talking and while I'm shuffling people around and picking ping pong balls out of a box, she is uh, switching around things in the Discord so that as soon as we wrap up, people are able to go and start talking to their teams, so. Uh, it's just a fantastic team of everybody who's involved here with America's Next Top Podcaster so thank you to everybody uh, and thank you to the listeners and the patrons for supporting us and listening to us we'll be back with another season there will be a season four full of uh, as Nikki puts it insane people uh, <laughs> and we're looking forward to uh, to putting them through the paces yeah there won't be a comedy week in season four so don't worry no comedy yeah right kidding. there
9: absolutely <laughs> be a it's gonna be three comedy four.
0: weeks excellent well on behalf of the entire team that puts this show Together. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time, right here on America's Next Top Podcaster.
1: So. I have now finally been eliminated from the final episode of America's Next Top Podcaster. I couldn't have wished to have lost to anyone other than Will. He absolutely deserved it and we worked very well as a team and that's probably how I got as far as I did. I, When I signed up for this, I was kind of doing it as a joke to myself and I never thought I was going to get accepted, let alone make it to the final challenge. I don't know how that happened, but man i learned so much along the way Uh, being able to take the harsh criticism from the judges only helped just learn more and especially listening back to it without all of the emotions involved um definitely will make me a better podcaster in the future and uh the most important part i think is the community the frog pants community brian Scott, Justin, Jenny, and everyone who was part of the competition. like They're all my friends now, even the people I haven't worked with. And I can't wait to collaborate with them and hear what they're going to make after this. I'm sure there's going to be a boom in podcasting. Um, Yeah, even though it was a bit of a love-hate relationship, it was absolutely a pleasure to participate in the competition. And I, I think I would do it again, given the chance. Uh, And I hope I get to work on next season because I'm excited to torture the newbies. (laughs) That's the tradition, right? I'm, of course, going to be continuing my current podcast, Stories Your Granny Never Told. And you can go listen to crazy stories about crazy grandmas and grandpas um, at that handle on all social media, at Stories Your Granny Never Told. And I'm looking forward to whatever collaborations come to me in the future. Maybe some more science stuff would be great. I don't know if I'm going to start a science podcast myself, but I'm definitely going to be doing more guest spots. That's for sure. So yeah, thanks everyone. Thank you to all my teammates and thanks for putting this season together. I'm sure it was a lot of work despite all of our groveling and complaining, <laughs> but it was a blast. And yeah, I'm just delighted to have met all of these people and gone through all of this with,
6: with all of these great podcasters. Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at J Hammond C. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at WickedKitten 13. Alex Elbissu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Elbisu, And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at podcastingidol.com. And visit our website at america's dot com for everything else.